e-commerce simplified by scale up hello and welcome everyone to e-com simplified by scale up today we have a very special guest with us kevin miller kevin miller is a truly exceptional founder co-founder and ceo with his own meticulously laid out social media channels congratulations on yet another first with grow uh, with your motivation presence and scaling up energy you are truly shattering records for our audiences today we will be talking about and with kevin who is a firm believer in growing and the company's co-founder and ceo as well let's find out what are his ideas on different types of revenue how they affect your style and approach where social media stands and so much more because right now here is a pool of excellence with us so hi kevin how are things going with you right now and how did you find your e-commerce experience in this year Well, first of all, thank you for for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Um, things are going very well right now. Um, with regards to my e-commerce experience in 2022, uh, it's been far different than my experience in 2020 or 2021. Um, as everyone knows who's listening, the economic condition has changed drastically in the last six months, so it's forced us to adapt um, to a different way of working. um being more ruthless on expenses as a as a digital marketing agency um historically our core competency has been search engine optimization and that served us really well in 2020 and 2021 but what we've learned is that that's more of a nice to have versus a need to have when it comes to marketing spend and so we've launched other services to become a full service agency so now we offer facebook ads instagram tiktok google ads um influencer marketing and email marketing to be able to round out, you know, our service offering so that our clients who have done SEO for 2 years and done really well, they can now move their budget to other locations. And so that's been what we've been working on in 2022 and it's taken a lot of hard work and it's been tough but we've been able to do it. Well, wow, okay, that's amazing. Uh so what do you feel about the upcoming year and uh, its various possibilities on e-commerce and DTC brands in <clears throat> particular? Well, I think that the I think that the D2C brands that don't have high lifetime value and don't have a high repeat customer base won't exist anymore. Um unfortunately, I think that they will go out of business. I think the ones that are subscription only or have a very uh you know, either 50 or 60% of their re- revenue recurring through subscriptions are going to continue to do very well. Um what we saw with the changes with Facebook during iOS 14 was that it just in a nutshell it takes you show ads more people to get the same purchase that you otherwise would have gotten a year prior and so in order to afford that you've got to have strong recurring revenue so that's kind of what i expect to see in 2022 but or sorry 2023 but i don't expect it to be as bad as maybe some other people do um you know what we saw with black friday and cyber monday were record revenue numbers across the board in the whole ecosystem okay that's awesome uh which ad network do you think uh, brings home the better kind of revenue in terms of roi um i think it depends on what type of business you are so for example if you're selling protein powder i think the better ad network is google because you can be you can run ads specifically for that term which means you're going to find people who are looking specifically for your product is the highest intent um and it's the best direct response platform i think for people who are selling other things lifestyle products motivational products things that um 
you know, don't necessarily have a lot of search volume, but could be popular. I think Facebook and Instagram is much better for that. It's a better discoverability platform. It's a better way to get in front of people who don't really know what they want. And you're basically showing them what they want. Okay. Uh, in general, where do you think the better quality of the audience is on Google or on Facebook? Well, I think the better quality of the audience is on Google. I think it's been, okay. a, it's just been around longer. People know what they're going to get there. Um, sure. and from my experience, that customer is better. They spend more money. They're more loyal to the brand. And we can kind of identify this by looking at cohort analysis through a lot of number of our brands. And Google seems to be the more reliable, efficient cost of platform. Okay. Okay. How can new businesses assemble a team piece by piece? How did that go for you when you were putting together your fantastic team? Well, we have a very regimented and strict recruiting process. There's six different rounds of interviews that you go through. The final round being meeting with myself and my co-founder, John. And so I think that that's a big piece of what's been able to help us grow and scale in a way that's organic and good. And we, <clears throat> of course, check for so, you know, the fit for that role. Can they do the job? Do they have the skills? Do they have the requisite skills? But equally as important or more important is culture. You know, are they a good culture fit for us? They're going to be a good teammate to other people. Do they buy into our core values? Those things are really important. And so we don't, all of our growth from zero to a hundred employees has been organic. There's been zero inorganic additions to the team by way of acquisition. And so I think that goes a long way and that's why we've been able to stay intact and we've been able to really like get our message out and have people live our values. Okay. What do you think weighs stronger though? Does the cultural value uh, weigh stronger or the experience that the person has in maybe a previous agency? In my business, it's the culture. I think the skills okay. can be taught easier. True. I think, hmm. um, if someone doesn't come to work with the right attitude, then there's not much we can do with them. Um, they probably won't be successful at at least our company. So sure. for me, culture is more important. What do you think is more vital, a process-focused or a revenue-focused organization? Well, it's an interesting question. I think I have to say a revenue-focused organization because... I don't take for granted that businesses need to make revenue and stay profitable in order to keep existing. So you can have great processes, but if you're not bringing money in, there is no process to execute because there is no business. So I often tell my, my team that like, you know, we need to close, close new business by any means necessary. We need to retain customers by any means necessary and do a good job for them and make them feel like they're valued and they're getting good return on their investment because we could have all the SOPs and the processes in the world, but if there's no clients to work to execute those on, then they're, they're useless. And so that's how I think about that. Do you think Facebook ads even work anymore, anymore? Because recently there's been a huge buildup on this aspect. So what are your thoughts about it? I think they absolutely still work. No question about it. I'm seeing it with all of our brands. They're still spending um, on Facebook. It hasn't changed. They may be spending a little bit less because you know, maybe two years ago, they put in $1 and they were able to get 6 or $7 out with regards to return on investment. So like a 6x ROAS. Now it's probably closer to two, two and a half or two or three. And so people are still using it. I mean, there's really only two prominent platforms for digital advertising, which is Google 
and Facebook. And extensions are of that are YouTube and Instagram, of course. But there's really not many other networks that are able to convert customers into, you know, convert users into paying customers. The only other one that I can think of that's really catching, catching up and picking up steam is TikTok. Uh, we're not seeing any success with Twitter ads. We're not seeing yeah. any success with Snapchat ads or Reddit. So it's really, those are the bottom three and the top three would be Facebook, Google, and TikTok. What will you do if you want a million dollars tomorrow to expand your e-commerce empire? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I would, I would just use the money to hire. That's it. We have, we have, we have other, we have other services that we want to, to launch, um, which would be, um, conversion rate optimization and some, uh, some skills around data analytics. And I would go try to find those people and hire them and just give our team more resource, resources to do a great work for our clients. I'd also hire more salespeople to bring in more leads, more leads and more closed, you know, one business. But that's all that would be needed. That would be the best use of the million dollars, I think. What, in your opinion, are the major advantages and disadvantages of relying heavily on organic revenue and how one should spend it further? Well, the major advantage is that if you rely on organic revenue, you're able to continue to, you're able to be profitable much easier. You're able to make money over time without expending mm -hmm. money on ads. It's the best type of business you can possibly possibly have. So for example, I have a website called the wordcounter.com that I started when I founded grow three years ago. And now it does about $10,000 a month in, in revenue from ads. And that's all from organic search. It's recurring. There's no ads, there's no costs, there's no expenses. So that's like the gift that keeps on giving, because if you rank well, you're going to continue to rank well for a number of uh, a period of time. The downside is that you can't scale that up. I can't make that. For, I can't get that from 10 to 50,000, you know, that's what ads would be able to do for me. And so I think that's the big difference um, is that the downside would be it takes a long time. So if you have a brand and you raise money, you need to show growth quickly. SEO is typically not going to be your first option, your first growth lever, because it takes so long. You need to have a business that can be around for five or 10 years. And so that's the limitation. But if you can get your business to be predominantly, you know, reliant on organic revenue. It's just more reliable. It's going to be valued higher uh, because you're not dependent on changes that Facebook and Google may make because those are completely out of your control. So if those are thing are platforms that you're heavily, heavily dependent on, then it exposes your it's it exposes business risks that really can't be remedied. What do you think is more important, social media marketing or SEO for any new brand? For example, I think SEO is more important than social media marketing for any okay. new brand, primarily because when you Google a brand, a brand, the brand name of the new company, you want to be able to find articles that are really high value, that tell a good story, that instill confidence, so that people want to buy the product. And I think that is really, really critical. So to get that done first is probably where I would spend my time if I was starting a brand from scratch today. And then I would move on to social media marketing after that. But but SEO, like I said, because of how long it takes, that's the best place to start. And 
that's what's going to make people trust your brand. And for a new brand, nothing matters other than trust. True. What is the most recent misleading trend you have encountered around business or e-commerce in general? I think that the most misleading trend in digital marketing for e-commerce, like D2C businesses, is that if you get a big influencer or a big celebrity to endorse your brand, your sales are going to explode. That's something that I have not seen. Um, what I have seen are very smart, efficient DC companies that create a network of micro influencers, people that have, rather than having one influencer that has a million followers, I've seen people who have a hundred influencers that have 10,000 followers, and that's become way more powerful for their business than one. So there's some businesses that they start, they, they found the company with one person, the other person is a celebrity and they're banking that that celebrity's firepower on social media is going to be able to carry all the brand sales. And that to me has been very misleading. I've not seen that come true in the way that I think people hope it will. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what is one most priceless lesson that you have learned throughout your journey in growing grow? The most priceless lesson that I can share with anyone listening is that you want to treat others the way you want to be treated in business. You don't have to be a jerk to win in business. And I think that's really important. Um, we don't burn any bridges. So the most important lesson is that do not burn a bridge in business, no matter what. It's super important. Everyone does reference checks. Everyone says, Hey, how do you know, Kevin? How do you know, Shruti? Like it's, it's a real thing. And if you're a jerk to people, it's going to preclude you from getting other opportunities. And I think that's very important. That's been the best lesson that I've learned. One of my close friends who's a really successful entrepreneur who sold a digital agency just like mine. I asked him, how'd you become successful? And he said, I became successful by doing business with hugs and handshakes. <laughs> and I thought that was, that was cool. And that was interesting. So that's my, that's my best advice regarding that topic. Okay. Uh, and uh, do you have any additional message for any uh, our viewers? Well, I think that, you know, what I just want to say is like, you know, one of the, the other best thing that I've learned in business that I think could be helpful to people listening is if you don't know how to do something, find someone else who's done it and ask them how they did it. That's really worked out well for me. It sounds super simple, but if someone else has bought a insurance policy that you're not sure how it works, life insurance, for example, go find someone who has, ask them how they did it, ask them who they worked with. If it was worth it, don't just research it online. Get that first person understanding from someone that you trust. They're going to often save you a lot of time, a lot of money and prevent you from making the wrong decision. And that has served me very well. That's been a core tenant of how we've been able to grow so fast. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm sure this would have given our viewers a lot of insight. Very glad to be here with you. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we hope to see more of you on your social media. And uh, this is going to be amazing for our viewers as well. Thank you so much.